This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The Chicago Bears are shopping the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. And with that first overall, they are now accepting all of your phone calls. With Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons, in for Canty and Carlin. You're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. And Aaron, I think Ryan Poles is doing the exact thing he should be doing. Yeah, I, I, I'm a Justin Fields guy. Their O line turnstiles provide more Terrible. resistance than the, than the Chicago O line. He doesn't have a lot of weapons around him. He does not. And he showed you in flashes what he can do, sure. not just with his legs, but also with his arm. But th- so, there were there were times this year Justin Fields was must watch. Yeah, I, I, look, going back to his days at Ohio State and what we've seen in a small sample size with limited assets around him. Dude can play. Yeah. So you've, I've heard people say, and one of those is our good friend Mike Tannenbaum. Love Mike T. You know, he's part of our draft coverage here on ESPN Radio. Um, maybe I've spent too much time with him during NFL drafts, right? Whether it's at a blackjack table <laughs> start, in Vegas start or to at, think at, like at a him, restaurant. Start to right. talk like him. Start to gamble it, like you him. You get it, so coach. You get yeah. it, man. Look, I am, but I could not disagree with him more when he told, uh, uh, he told, he said on Get Up last week, that the Bears should draft Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields. Yeah. I'm going the opposite, man. I think I think they are doing exactly what they should do. Field every single phone call they possibly can. And whomever gives them the best offer, whether it's you know the Colts at four or the Carolina Panthers at nine or Vegas at seven, I don't care what it is. Yeah. You are you're shopping that pick and you are trading that pick because I believe Justin Fields is going to be one hell of a quarterback in the NFL. Can you imagine if the rules in the NFL changed and the fans of a team making a trade could pony up things in the deal also? Like, we'll give you three number ones, a number two, an offensive tackle, and also Bob is going to throw in his riding lawnmower from John Deere to get to get It's price. a zero turn. It's a zero turn. Quality. That's exactly. Um no, I, I think that there will be a bit of a bidding war here for Bryce Young, but I just wonder, this is not a slam dunk year for the quarterback. This is not a great top-end year for the quarterback class. In a lot of drafts, there is a Joe Burrow. There is an Andrew Luck. And I know you're a huge Bryce Young fan, but I understand why there are a lot of GMs that are going to be hesitant to mortgage their career as a general manager on a guy who's a quarterback who's five ten and a half and weighs less than 200 pounds. And I, I know he's full of magic, and I know everybody talks about every intangible, and he plays bigger than he is, and he doesn't take as many hits. And But I would really be leery of really putting a lot of assets on the table to trade up if I'm the Colts, if I'm the Panthers, if I'm the Falcons, if I'm the Raiders, if I'm one of these teams that we know is going to be in the quarterback market. Well, Dan Arlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, was just on NFL Live, and he was looking at teams that need to seriously be really hmm. making putting together a massive package to try and get to that number one overall spot which Chicago currently holds. Here's Dan. I'm going to put it very bluntly. If you're an AFC team, I think there's three that are legit draft a quarterback now options. Indy, Houston, and the Raiders. If you don't, if you guys don't get quarterbacks that are really, 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 really good, you have no chance for the next decade because of all the other quarterbacks in that conference that you're going to have to go through. I could even potentially throw Tennessee into that. So you're looking at the team that Houston at number two, Indy at four, and then the Raiders at seven as AFC teams. 
And I'll go to the next conference, the NFC. If you're an NFC general manager looking at these quarterbacks, you got to go through Philly. Potentially San Francisco, we'll see what they do at quarterback, but that's the team that you have to go through. If you're the Washington Commanders, you think you can just sit put and not do anything knowing there's one team you have to go through? What happens if the Giants don't get Daniel Jones under contract? You can't stand pat and think, well, we'll just go get it. These guys are super talented. You cannot sit if you are either conference because of the quarterbacks you have to go through in the AFC and because how wide open the NFC is. I I wonder as I hear Dan break that down, if you're the Raiders, if you're a Raiders fan, would you rather trade the same package for Bryce Young or for Aaron Rodgers? Well, one is going to play a decade. The other might not want to play next week. Well, one <laughs> one is proven to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time, crazy as he might be, from the darkness to the black hole. The other one is a rookie totally unproven. Completely I mean, what, unknown. To, yeah, to I talk, get about, it. talk about two different directions to go with your franchise. Woo. All right. Since you bring up the Prince of Darkness, um, and that is Aaron Rodgers, look, what he what he's going to bring to – your team on the field, we all know it's Canton. I mean, but remember, last year, he wasn't that good. He was more pedestrian than superstar. Sure. That's just a fact, and he wasn't as invested. He knew he had young wideouts and a younger team. Did he show up at OTAs? No. Did he show up at voluntary minicamp? No. Was he last day to camp? No. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, it's I, just – it's, 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 he, the, the effort level – also, I thought watching him during the season that his ability to connect with his team was highly questionable. That last week of the year against the Detroit Lions, it looked like he wanted to be anywhere else other than Lambeau Field. So, yeah, and, and the the almost scripted walk up the tunnel, right? Maybe for the last time with arm-in-arm arm with Randall Cobb, his buddy. Yep. You're going to get so much soap yep. opera and so yep. much drama, whether it's the Jets, whether it's the Ray, wherever he ends up, whether he stays in Green Bay. Yep. That's what you're getting with Aaron Rodgers right now. But, uh, I, but I, I'm, I'm sorry if I took us on a detour. No, I was just right. thinking about that it's, Rodgers versus Bryce question. Look, I, I think, too, so for the Bears, okay, as they look at this, what are you looking for the most? Are you looking to acquire the best collection of draft yes, capital i need assets or or but don't you kind of want to have some players that are good right now coming into your football team if you're going to give up this pick or is it exclusively draft picks you're looking for well it all depends also not just on your gm but on your eval team your scouts look at the kansas city chiefs the kansas city chiefs played nine rookies significant snaps yeah nine yeah. There were only two teams in the NFL that played more rookies, more snaps. Yep. Two. Yep. They're drafting in the top three of the NFL draft. The yeah. other one yeah. hoisted a Lombardi. So well, they have they have so, fifteen and nobody else does. So I mean I'm just but around surrounding him, they drafted extraordinarily well. Not just in the twenty twenty two draft, but go back to taking Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, I was stunned he was there uh, at that point in the second round. That dude is a corn-fed beast that's brilliant and doesn't want to hit you. He wants to hurt you from a center position. So bottom line is if I'm Chicago and I'm Ryan Poles, I'm doing exactly what they're doing right now. I want to acquire as many assets as I possibly can in draft capital, and I'm trusting my scouts and my eval team. Let's go build around Justin Fields. I'm not shopping Justin Fields. I am shopping that pick to make him better.
Yeah. How far down, though, are you willing to move? You know, in in this specific draft, because to me, like the Colts at four is a nice sweet spot. If I got to go all the way down to Carolina at nine, I'm all about it. If they're offering me three first rounders and a sweetener, I mean, think about this: for Mitch Trubisky, same team, Chicago, right? Just to yep. go from three to two. Yep. They swapped ones. Right. It was a mid sixties, uh, I think, a late third, early fourth, mm-hmm. another one, and then a 2018, I think, third round pick. So right. it was right. four picks to move up one spot. Yes. Carolina is going to have to give up. Not just their first this year, but probably two more. Okay. If they want to go all the way to number one. And if you do that with Carolina, Indy kind of has a better team maybe around that they could win sooner. I don't know if I feel that way about Carolina. I'd want to identify the team that isn't just bad now, but that I think is going to be bad the next couple of years because I'd much rather have the ninth pick in the draft than, let's say, yeah, the 28th you, pick in the draft. You live in Cleveland. You know that the, the NFL is not just moment to moment, but also year to year. Because if, if, you're, if you're swapping picks or, or, or you had a, an asset from Jacksonville just two years ago, you go, they're going to stink forever. They're drafting the top ten, and here they are in the damn playoffs, I right? I know. You, I know. you get the right coach and the right quarterback, you got a shot. Right, and it can turn fast, except for here, where it seems to never turn and the Browns are bad all the time. Um, the, the, right, so, let, let, so let's get into let, let's yeah. get into Bryce Young. Oh, I, I, quick mention: you have a little thought from Wendy's for us. Yes, you're I hungry. Oh we got this, and then not I only do I have Bryce a thought, Young. I got Come a whole on. paragraph on Wendy's for you. Uh, when you want the best deal on the best meal, you got to choose Wendy's. We're talking about two for six bucks. Now you can pick two from some of Wendy's best menu items, including Dave's single made with the always fresh, never frozen beef, the spicy chicken sandwich, 10 piece crispy nugs, or the medium strawberry lemonade, which I got to say is so good. I had it earlier this week. Pair any two (laughs) for just six bucks. That's Dave's single, a spicy chicken sandwich, six bucks, spicy chicken sandwich, medium strawberry lemonade, six bucks, strawberry lemonade, 10 piece nuggets, six bucks, even a Dave's single with another Dave's single. If you're tired of hearing me say it, yep, that's right. Only six bucks. Wendy's two for six bucks is one deal that lets you pick the meal you want at a price you want. Swing by Wendy's today. Get the best deal in fast food. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six bucks for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. United States Wendy's a la carte only single item at regular price. I think he's special. And listen, he's undersized, and that's going to be the whole conversation leading up to the draft. Bryce Young has a chance to be a superstar. Bryce Young's accuracy, anticipation, and arm strength is rare. He should be wearing a cape on the field with the things that he's able to do. Young under pressure, escapes to his right. Young throws downfield as Brooks open at the 15, and he waltzes into the end zone. Touchdown! 41-yard touchdown. I think he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes. Bryce Young was amazing last year. And with Alabama not getting to the college football playoff to me, I I, I thought he took some unnecessary criticism. I thought he was better last year than he was when he led Alabama to the national championship where they eventually lost to Georgia without Michi, without Williams at at wideout when, you know, obviously when Jameson got hurt, game was over. I mean, it was was Georgia's to take home, and they did. But Bryce Young, I mean, I saw him four times in person last year, and I'm telling you, he he plays bigger than 5'10". Let me me dig into that with you because you keep saying that. What what do you think you see in person with him that it's hard to sense over television? 
his sense of not ta- not allowing himself to get hit, especially the big hit. He has this unbelievable sixth sense where there was one pirouette he did against LSU. I mean, B.J. Ojolari has got him in his sights. And B.J. Ojolari, you know, he wears that 18 at LSU, which is cherished. And that is, and that's you're not just a leader on the field. You're a leader in the community. You wear 18 at LSU. That means you are a boy dog warrior. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you are it. Mm-hmm. And B.J. had him, I mean, I'm talking like dead to rights. Like he's going to break him in half. Next thing you know, last second, he spins away from it, bam, and throws a dart down the field to Gibbs. Well, how the hell did he do that? Yeah. How did he see it? I mean, it, he's just different. So when I say he plays bigger mm-hmm. than – like, I'm not even 6'1". I, I, I'm going to send you a picture of Bryce Young and I on the field for a post-game interview after Ole Miss. Yeah. I'm amazed if he measures in at 5'10". I'm gonna, I, I, I didn't, I, it, to me, he looks more like 5'9 in person. But um, when I say he plays bigger, he doesn't take the big hit. Uh-huh. And, and he, when it comes to playing behind the offensive line and in that pocket, he always has a window. Whether it's shifting like Drew Brees, just, I mean, half a step this way to yep. deliver a ball yep. into traffic, he is able to do it. He can make every throw at every yeah. single level, yep. and guys gravitate to him. Yeah, I, you know, I found in my years loving sports – that what a franchise quarterback is more than anything else, Ian, is a guy who you trust two minutes to go, tie game, he's going to lead your team down for the game-winning field goal. That is, to me, the definition of a franchise quarterback. How many times did we see Bryce Young deliver at Alabama in clutch situations? His calm demeanor, but also his flair for making the big play, to me, is the thing that would appeal to me the most. Because if you've got a quarterback with magic, you're going to win the close games. We know the vast majority of games in the NFL are decided by seven points or less. It's a huge competitive advantage to have. My biggest concern with him, less so the size. You know, like there's this stat, right? No quarterback under 207 has been drafted in the first round since 2003. He was listed at Alabama as 194 pounds. We'll see this week where he comes in. But he's not going to be up at 207 pounds. To me, it's not no. the can he see over the line. You know, like it's it's less the functional things and it's more the durability thing that would be my biggest concern. The dude lit up the best uh, conference in all of college football for three years. That, 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 that's, that's how I sum up, you know, when I, that's, that's how I view Bryce Young. And it's not just me. Listen to Brian Kelly, who's seen a lot of football, head coach LSU. When I talked to him and I asked him about Bryce Young, potential number one overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft, that Chicago right now is fielding phone calls from every single team for that number one overall. You know, when I asked Brian Kelly what he sees in Bryce Young, this is what he said. Well, he's patient and, and he's, um, I would say more than anything else, his pocket presence um, is outstanding. You know, he has always got his eyes downfield. He never loses his eyes to the rush. And he's five foot nine, 175 pounds, um, and he should have a cape on. I mean, <laughs> he just is so good at getting the football down the field and finding receivers. And he is a challenge. Uh, look, if you try to tackle him, he's going to be elusive. So we've got to get in his face and, and try to be disruptive more than, you know, trying to sack him because it's it's almost impossible. So he is a challenge for us. Uh, I, get, I have this rule. I'm about five foot 11, 180. I just had some fruit snacks, so maybe 181. 
I have a rule, which is if you're smaller than me, I really have an issue. The, the NFL is a league of giants, Ian, and I, you, you have to understand why there are so many teams, despite what the tape says and what the experience with him says, that are going to be hesitant to draft a guy his size because there are going to be defensive ends that are, what, seven inches taller and weigh <laughs> – a hundred pounds almost more than he does that are going to be chasing after him. You mean like Jordan Davis from Georgia? Right. Yeah. Or you mean like Jalen Carter yeah. or you mean like Nolan Smith? Yeah. yeah. He's played against, he's played against those dudes. But, and, but, and, and, but this is a whole, this, this it is, is a whole I, I get it. Of I, I'm well aware. And I'm telling you right now, you pass on Bryce Young. And I'm not talking about Chicago. I mean, I, I'm a believer in Justin Fields. Chicago will get a haul for that number one overall pick. Ryan Poles, GM there, is doing the right thing. Uh. But if you're the Colts that end up moving up to get Bryce Young or if you are the Carolina Panthers, I'm slightly biased now because my brother's an assistant coach there, uh, but if they move up to go get Bryce Young or the Raiders or even the Texans moving up one spot, whatever it might be, uh-huh. you're getting your franchise quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. I, now, I don't... It's, the hardest play, it's the hardest position in all of sports to <laughs> – to evaluate yeah look yeah, at all yeah. the misses and look at it Kurt Warner was an undrafted free agent he's in Canton right, right? so right, I mean right. it's the hardest position to evaluate Marcus Russell was the biggest slam dunk physical tools wise we've ever seen in the draft and he, and he couldn't play so I mean you need a crystal ball for some of this stuff the, this dude if, to me is all, one of those guys I guess I'll put it this way you know if awesome. all I had to do was turn in the card I would feel good about drafting Bryce Young. When you start mortgaging future years of draft on a guy who is five foot ten and a half and weighs a hundred and ninety pounds, that is unprecedented stuff. I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just saying if you look at the long history of the league, it has never happened that a quarterback this size I mean if you thought Drew Brees was small, Bryce Young is two inches shorter and twenty pounds less right now. Then Drew, where Drew Brees played the majority of his year. Yeah, his, Russell uh, Wilson, 5'11", 208, or whatever it was when he was drafted. I get right. it. Yeah. I understand all of that. Yeah. There's an outlier and an exception to every rule. Yeah. Bryce Young, to me, is. And I, look, I'm a Will Levis guy. People are looking at just his numbers from last year, the quarterback out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took a beating. You would want to talk about an awful offensive line. Yeah. Kentucky's was horrendous, and Cohen, his offensive coordinator from the previous year, went to the Rams. Now he's back at Kentucky. Yeah. But Will Levis was beaten to a pulp last year. I'm a believer in C.J. Stroud. The dude had seven games with at least four touchdown passes. Damn near That's half the, the season. I, I mean, a lot of them. How many of them were against Rutgers in Maryland? Some. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? One of them was against Georgia. Georgia. So. Which, which of, of all the quarterbacks, I mean, he played the best QB game in a loss that I've seen in a long time. Um, And I would think about C.J. Stroud. Remember, some of these teams like Carolina, you're thinking, do we trade three years of number one picks for Bryce Young, or do we just turn in the card for C.J. Stroud, and then we keep the next two years of number one picks? So that has to be a consideration as you think about this equation also. No doubt, no doubt. But to me also, game tape goes a hell of a lot more than a tape measure. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons coming up next. We're bringing one of our NFL insiders, an outstanding analyst who is also an NFL scout, Field Yates, on this topic and a whole lot more next right here on ESPN Radio when you return. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. And for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. The I feel ESPN like I'm at a house. wedding in about 2012 <laughs> on today's Canty and Carlin. Deeper, man. Like, or late 2000s. <laughs> That's maybe. Maybe I'm looking even at is the it, wrong year. Field Yates returns here to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Is that like your requested return music there? Uh, Gundam style there, Yates? Well... I wasn't going to admit it publicly, but the cat is now out of the bag. Yes, that was by request. Uh, no, I, I actually was I – did, I did back in the day do a weekly segment with the station, and they asked me what I wanted my walk-up music to be. And I was like, I, I was not prepared for that. And so I think I had I just sort of you know, off the cuff. Said, oh, you know, enter Sandman, it works for Mariano Rivera. And then every time for a year straight it came on the segment throughout the show, I had enter Sandman to lead in, which – I'm not going to lie to you. I think it resulted in better radio content. There you go. I mean, hey, look, man, the rejoin, it it goes a long way. It sets the tone. So don't know what tone that set. We're about to find out. So let's get into it. (laughs) Field Yates, ESPN's NFL insider and host of the Fantasy Focus podcast, uh, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Start with the combine, uh, medical and obviously interviews. I mean, those are the biggest parts that NFL teams are looking at when it comes to the combine. But you also watch a ton of tape and a ton of film. This quarterback class coming in, led by Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud okay. of Ohio State, Will Levis out of Kentucky, you know, and then A.R. out of Florida, right? And Anthony Richardson too. I put him. I don't know why he's in the first round, but as you see it, what, what when you look at this quarterback class, what do you see? Do you see? All right, so Fitz, I think there's a lot to dive into here, and let's start with Anthony Richardson. And if I did a poll of 100 Florida or SEC observers who just watched this past season and said that guy's going to the first round, I'd be laughed off the stage, right? Like, there's there's just no way that people would see that based off of how he played over the full course of this year. What I would say though is that I bet if you put together a YouTube clip of the top 15 plays of each of those four quarterbacks that you just brought up, he might have the most impressive one, right? Because his best 15 plays rival, I mean, any probably any quarterback in this class. The problem is that football is not about the best 15 plays. It's about the down-in and down-out consistency. He's very tantalizing, but he is going to require patience and really good structure around him. The other quarterback, I think that the field is a little bit more even but I think the, the clear theme to me is beauty is in the eye of the beholder. In some ways, it feels like C.J. Stroud from Ohio State's the safest player out of those three. 
because, you know, the physical skill set is very evident, played really well for two seasons at Ohio State, and had his best game of his career in his final game of his career against the best defense in college football in Georgia. That's as close to an NFL defense as you're going to get. With Bryce Young, the big consideration is, and we'll find out specifically how big or how small he is this week, is the size fits. I met him at the Super Bowl, and he looked like me. And he's obviously a million times more athletic than I am. But size-wise, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what would I do if I got tackled by Aaron Donald? And the answer is, like, I'd probably need to, like, yeah, I'd be on bed rest, right, for like a month. And <laughs> that's going to happen to these quarterbacks. Um, and with Will Levis, it's, it's the opposite, right? Body beautiful, looks the part, but his 2022 season was really, really inconsistent. He lost Liam Cohn to the Rams, who's now back in Kentucky, of course. Uh, the offensive line was not as good. The wide receivers were not as talented. So the surrounding parts contributed to that. But if Will Levis goes somewhere in the top 10, how good are the surrounding parts going to be? A lot of those teams are picking the top 10 for a reason. Field, who do you think is most desperate now that we know the Bears are working the phones to trade up to number one? I think it's the Colts, and I think context is really important here. And if you're Chris Ballard, the GM, you got votes of confidence from Jim Irsay on a couple of different occasions this offseason, but back to back to back years, you've traded for or signed a veteran quarterback who ended up lasting for just one season. In two out of those three cases, Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, it ended in spectacularly bad fashion. You now need to get a quarterback. And Shane Sykin, the new head coach, he's, he's got no timeline. He's been on the job for, what, two weeks. He's not worried about having, having to win right now. But Chris Ballard, I think, needs to find an answer sooner than later. And Colts fans aren't going to stand for – well, you know, maybe we can get Sam Darnold or we can get, you know, somebody off the scrappy. That's not going to work in Indianapolis. And I think what's really important to note, and I have to make this point every time we're talking about the draft, is that I get it. If the Colts stand at pick four, there is a chance, but we know this, that one of those four quarterbacks that we have already discussed is going to be there. And it might be that two out of those four quarterbacks or three out of those four quarterbacks are still there. But, not just because, you know, Todd McShay and, and, and Nell Kuyper Jr. rank a guy as the, you know, fourth best quarterback or the third best quarterback, second best quarterback or best quarterback. It does not mean that's going to align with how a team values that player. And quarterbacks are often like shopping for a house. Just because somebody else likes it, it may not be the right fit for you. And you can settle for your second favorite wide receiver or your third favorite wide receiver. You can't settle at quarterback, and the Colts cannot settle. He's Field Yates, uh, ESPN NFL insider, host of the Fantasy Focus podcast. And, Field, you've also been in NFL front offices. So we have, what, eight days left in the, in the, in the franchise tag window. What, if you're Baltimore and you're in these negotiations, what are you doing to make sure Lamar Jackson, if you want him to stay in Baltimore, does remain a Raven? How do you get that done? Yeah, well, you know, the hard part here is that offers that have rivaled the richest contracts in NFL history have not gotten the job done. So I'm going to keep it simple. First thing you do, you place the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. And specifically, you place the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar. And here's the reason why. That opens the door for another team to make an offer to Lamar Jackson that he could sign. And if Lamar Jackson 
and I'm not reporting this, I'm just using this team as a hypothetical, and the Atlanta Falcons decide that they can come to terms on a five-year, $255 million contract with $210 million guaranteed, then the Ravens all of a sudden have a very easy decision to make. Match or don't match. But the biggest barrier so far has not been whether they want him around. Of course they want him around. It's a contract. And if you're the Baltimore Ravens, by putting a non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, it introduces the possibility that somebody else can do the legwork for you. It's almost like restricted free agency without technically being restricted free agency. So I, I, I would love for the Ravens and Lamar to get a deal done before the tag window closes. So they don't have to use it. I think for almost assuredly, though, he's going to end up with the franchise tag, and this saga will continue. Field, great insight as always. We always appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time here on ESPN Radio. All right, guys. Have a wonderful rest of the show. Thank you, bud. And uh, the walk-up music uh, worked. Enjoyed it. There we go. Tone was set. He delivered. Uh, from Fantasy Focus Podcast and ESPN's NFL Insider, Field Yates. So there in Goldhammer on me and Fitzsimmons. Three things the NFL and college football should incorporate from the XFL. We'll tell you what those are when you return here on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. With Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons, in for the guys, Canty and Carlin, here on ESPN Radio. And Aaron, there are three things to me in the first yeah. two weeks of uh, being a part of the call as a field analyst in the XFL with Sam Macho, Logan Lindo, and Taylor McGregor as our crew. The NFL and college football should not seriously consider incorporating what I'm about to say. They need to incorporate what I'm about to say. Okay. You're as, clo- is- you're as close to this as anybody you know more about the XFL than anybody else I know. That fourth and 15, instead of the onside kick, you have the option. Onside kick from the 35, fourth and 15 from your own 25. If you don't get fourth and 15 and you don't convert, the opposing team gets the ball from where the play ended. That, that to me, it's awesome. And from all reports right now out out of the combine, which began today in Indianapolis, and all the big brass from the National Football League are there, that is one that is being seriously considered mm. to be put in front. They've talked about it in years past. Right. They just haven't done it. Now they've right. seen it on the field. It yeah. is awesome. So it, it makes converting easier than an onside kick, right? Here's my concern. 
Are, are the Chiefs going to go for this all the time because they have Patrick Mahomes and they could pick up fourth and 15 on you and go up 42 to nothing without you ever seeing the ball? I mean, that's the scenario that I guess I would be most concerned about. So I'm okay with this rule, but I think you should only be able to do it once over the course of a game. I don't want some team getting rid of their kickoff plan and going for fourth and 15 every single time. Well, that's yet another part. I, I not, this wasn't one of my three, but you bring up kickoffs. If you boot the damn thing through the end zone, guess where the opposing team gets it? Where? On the 35. Hmm. They want the kickoff, the, the kick return, which is one of the more exciting plays right. in well, sports. Well, they've done other things to try to reduce the injury risk of a yeah. kick return, right? They they make it so you can't run until the ball is caught. There's no crazy 35 and 30-yard line. Yeah, that's right, where most exactly. contact begins. They went through thousands of plays, and that's why they came up with one team starts on the 35, the other starts on the 30. But going fourth and 15 instead of an onside kick, yeah. that should be incorporated. Going for three from the 10-yard line, uh-huh. all about it. Why the hell not? An 18-point game is still two possessions. I'm in. And it's going to keep the viewer even more involved. The I mean, big two, though? The big okay. two, yep. replay transparency, and Dean Blandino has become the most popular ref in the history of football. Yep. Dean Blandino will join us coming up in the next hour. Yep. The transparency and the speed that they get through replay, there is no reason the NFL and college football can't implement what the XFL is doing with Dean Blandino and the replay center. I totally agree. It gets done faster, and I also, you know, I I hate being left to wonder what were they thinking in New York? You know, what were they seeing in New York? What were they thinking in New York? And you know what it does, Ian? In a world of gambling, it inspires conspiracy theories. I mean, we talk about this with callers on our show in Cleveland that I host all the time. People are convinced now that gambling is legal in Ohio, that There are all kinds of crazy conspiracy things going on in that replay center in New York or in Secaucus with the NBA. So I think some real transparency would be welcome. I don't know if the NFL would ever do it, but I think it would be really cool to hear those interactions in real time as they're making a decision. The other thing I'll say about replay that I think it's gone this way in the XFL and I like it. Don't overturn plays unless it is blatantly obvious that you got it wrong on the field, okay? And you hear Dean that, talking about that. It's, yes. it's awesome, that transparency. Yeah. Yes. That's the, and that's what the transparency does. It makes it so everybody is accountable, and we're not zooming in on one little blade of grass to determine who <laughs> won or lost the game. Did no. The toe it, get that blade, yeah. right? If you got it way wrong, let's change it, right? Otherwise, let's keep going and let the players on the field dictate who wins and loses a game. He's Aaron Goldham, Rami and Fitzsimmons in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The other is access. Major League Baseball during the World Series is yeah. having players interviewed in the dugouts. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if, if the NFL and college, like the SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, you know, the P5s would go for as much access as we have in the XFL. I don't think yeah. they would. Right. But some, you know, if you after what, a what big is, play. What is the fear, Ian? Because you deal with this all the time. You're on the sideline for college football games, and then you've done this for the XFL Ricky where they Prohl. want. Ricky Prohl in the game we had, he's a wide receivers coach. Yeah, that Ricky Prohl, 17 years in the NFL, yeah. two-time Super Bowl champion. He's a wide receivers coach for St. Louis. I, was, I wanted to get a hit with him with our, with our handheld camera going through a play with A.J. McCarron on the bench, 
on this Bolt 6 unbelievable tablet. He goes, not now. I don't want to give away some of, of, of their sets and whatnot and what they may have coming up. Yeah, it's, it's trade secrets. But talking to a quarterback just off the bench after he's done yeah. talking to his OCR position coach for 10, 15 seconds, that's not taking away from the integrity of the game. The NFL and college football should yeah. allow more access. It's, it's entertainment first and foremost. They act like it's NORAD, but it's not. It's for our fun and our entertainment. And, and if, you, if you can have players being interviewed during the World Series, mic'd up during a World Series in the NBA, why can't you do it in the NFL and college football? That should happen. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.